The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. It's pretty okay. Failed to mention that uh, the Predators are playing the Calgary Flames tonight at Bridgestone Arena in a Thanksgiving Eve special. They do that a lot. I think that's really cool. And, you know, you can go to the game, hang out, watch a hockey game, and then uh, hit Broadway afterwards, knowing you got Thanksgiving the next day where you're just going to eat and watch football all day. So uh, just a couple minutes, we're going to hook up with Watson Brown for a Coach's View, sponsored by Jody Jones Dentistry. We got a full slate of NFL games tomorrow, as Leland Stadium would would say. Packers Lions early, Commanders Cowboys on News Channel Five that kicks off at three thirty, and then the nightcap Forty ers Seahawks on NBC, Packers Lions on Fox, and then of course Black Friday on Friday, two o'clock start here locally. You can uh, only stream it on uh, Prime Video, though. Just a heads up there. Dolphins-Jets, first ever Black Friday NFL football game. We are joined now by Watson Brown for our Coach's View, sponsored by Jody Jones Dentistry. Coach, it's John. Happy Thanksgiving. Good morning. How are you? John, I'm great. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. I hope you eat a lot of turkey tomorrow. That's the plan, my man. So what's a normal... (laughs) Brown family uh, Thanksgiving consist of? What, what are we looking at you know, for you tomorrow? Through my whole time, John, we didn't really have family Thanksgiving because we were eating with a team. Mm-hmm. That was always what we did, and we might uh, have a little something when we got home later that night, but Thanksgiving was always with, with, uh, with a team through all my time. And Now we try to get together with a one of the family members, if we can, I've got a daughter that lives in Hermitage, and we're gonna we're gonna meet her tomorrow. But really, Thanksgiving was just not something that was a family deal for us because it just couldn't be. Yeah, that's just that's that's the life of a football coach, right? Especially you know this yeah. time of year, right? Well, yeah, and and it was always your basically growing growing through it. It was your last game of the year, so it was. Um, a lot of your seniors, you would this would be it with them, and so mm-hmm. the family always ate with the team. We had all the family there with me, but immediate family, but but it wasn't at the house and and doing like uh, normal people do. It, it's kind of neat now to get to do that. Yeah, <laughs> never done. Fred and I've been married fifty years, and and we really never did that. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is what it's like. Get to sit down to a yeah, nice dinner, hang out with like my family. Tailgating. Well, we've never tailgated in our <laughs> lives. We don't, we don't have a what's tailgating. I have no clue what you're talking about. Well, what I love about it is, you know, people are encouraged to sit on the couch and eat a lot of food and watch a lot of football. What a great time of year! What a great weekend! Thanksgiving weekend. Is. Oh no, football! I I would watch that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's no doubt. And seemed to me the one I remember growing up playing, even when I played. Hold on a minute. I got another phone here. I turn off. Um, the it was no Oklahoma, Nebraska. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Growing up in the Northeast, uh, the big Thanksgiving weekend game actually, and I used to live in Pennsylvania. Was Pitt, Penn State? You remember in the late seventies, early eighties, when they were both like you know in the top five playing each other every year. Marino against Todd Blackledge. You remember those games, Coach? Apparently, we lost Coach. We'll try to get him back. But anyway, as I was saying, Patton, it was uh, 
you know, those traditional games. I know we got the Egg Bowl tomorrow night, Mississippi, Mississippi State, along with the uh, three NFL games and the Black Friday game coming up on Friday. But I remember, I just remember Pitt, Penn State was always a big Thanksgiving weekend game. Even, you know, growing up in the in the upstate New York area, that was always a huge game because back then, you know, both teams, like I said, were like in the top five and it was usually a, a, a big time bowl implication game. It was, it was before, you know, even before the BCS and before, you know, the co- way before the college football playoff. And, but it set the tone for all the big, uh, uh, New Year's E New Year's Day bowl games. Coach, uh, we got you back here. I was just saying, I remember, you know, being a youngster growing up and Thanksgiving weekend, I grew up in the upstate New York area. And I remember Pitt Penn yep. state was always a big game Thanksgiving weekend yeah. because both teams remember in the late seventies, early eighties, both teams were ranked in the, usually in the top five. And, um, you know, that was always a big yep. bowl implication game. Oh yeah. That one of those great rivalry games that we in the South, uh, didn't see like you did, mm-hmm. but there, that, that's John. That's the thing about all over the country, the great rivalries, and now we get to see those. But when when we were coming up, and I'm older than you are, you, you didn't have many games on television, and usually it was one in your area, right? That you got to see, and uh, uh, but yeah, it, it's it's so different in today's world. We don't miss any of them. I can remember the first one I remember seeing. I was coaching and was uh, uh, the one where uh, Coach Cheryl was coaching at Pitt, and mm-hmm. it was Penn State, and I think it was the year that Pitt won, won the national championship. 76. That's the first Pitt-Penn State game that I really remember watching, and that was a great game that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pitt won and the national course, championship that year. of ended up working for year. Coach Cheryl for two years. Right. Yeah, Pitt won the national championship in 1976. Tony Dorsett, what a year he had. Won the Heisman and won the national oh, championship. Yeah. What a player he was. Yeah. I mean, having Tony Dorsett, having Dan Marino, they they had some pretty high-quality dudes that played there, too. <laughs> Hugh Green wasn't bad, right? Remember Hugh Green? Oh, Lord, no, he wasn't. <laughs> he should have he won the Heisman the year George Rogers did. Oh, All due respect to George Rogers. That year, was he John, not the best good, player in the right. country that year, Coach? I thought he was. Yeah. I don't know that we have seen a more dominant defensive player. We could put him against anybody through these years now, I think. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Coach, we got, uh, by the way, a Coach's View uh, with Watson Brown, brought to you by Jody Jones Dentistry. Coach, we got uh, Titans-Panthers coming up on Sunday here at Nissan. Battle of the rookie quarterbacks, Will Levis versus Bryce Young. You know, I don't know. I look at Bryce Young and his lack of size and – it doesn't look like the, he's got a good operation going over there. Um, what what have you seen from Bryce Young this year, and what do you think his prospects are as an NFL quarterback going forward? I, I'm not. I won't give up because I think he's on a very poor team. Yeah, and um, so I'm not. I'm not going there yet. I just, I just can't get out of my mind watching the young man make all the plays in college. But I do think. Hype does start getting you the further you go in your career, and uh, the in, in the NFL, it's it, those guys are so tall, so big, so fast, and there's a point where if if you can't throw through an alley in some way, you you just can't be successful. So the shorter you are to me, and um, then to me, your timing of things changes, John. So you have to slide in the pocket to be able to see. 
you can't get that timing pass a lot of times. You go one, two, three, and throw an outcut, and if you just flat can't see the outcut, you can't see it. And because there's a big body right in front of you, or it's not sacking you, but it's pushing right back in your face. And so I think what I've seen with Bryce is he's his timing of things is off because he is moving in the pocket to find the opening to throw. And they're just going to have to find ways to work past patterns and stuff that fit more with letting him slide around a little bit and then making the throw. That's what I see. I still believe he's going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I've, there's been a lot of guys a little shorter that were very successful in the NFL. And, and uh, you think about Wilson right now. Think about his history. He moved around in the pocket to make plays. Yep. He he wasn't a guy that sit there one two three in the gun one two three and throw, and um, and they figured it out. Seattle figured it out, and I'm telling you, I'm I'm watching the Broncos start to figure it out. Yep. And they're doing more things now to get him to where he can throw, and he's getting a little better every week. That's what I think will happen to Bryce Young. I think he will become a good player. But I think it's a combination of his size a little bit and being on a very poor team, which means those bodies, John, are closer to him yeah. when he's letting the ball go. And that makes it even harder for me. So one of these days, I've always – this is another one of my wild thoughts. One of these days, especially in third and long, you're going to – somebody's going to try to back that quarterback up two more yards and sit him about eight, maybe nine yards deep. Wow and let him take three steps and get him away from everything further. And you say, well, now he's going to have a five-yard longer throw on everything. Yeah, but all these guys have got strong arms. Somebody is going to jump on that one of these days. I'm not saying the whole offense works from nine yards, but when it's pass time, and, and if I was doing it over and if I was still coaching, I would try that. I would back that guy up, and 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 now – that would give him an extra second, in my opinion, to be able to get that ball out of there before somebody's right in his face. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I like I like where I like where you're going with that, Coach. Uh, we'll see if anybody ever jumps on that. <laughs> Watson. Obviously, a lot of frustration for the Titans after that loss at Jacksonville. I mean, you know. I didn't expect them to win that game, but I thought they'd be more competitive than they were. And, you know, guys like Jeffrey Simmons basically saying, I don't know what to say anymore. And, you know, I'm sure you've been through that as a coach. What does Mike Vrabel do to rally the troops? And just, I mean, the playoffs are probably out the window at this point. They would have to win their division to get in. And I I don't see that happening at, at, at three and seven. You know, if you're Vrabel, what do you say to this team? How do you get this team you know, motivated to just go out there and fight for these last uh, remaining games of the season? If I was, if I'm Mike, I promise you he looked at this last game as it. This is it right here. Yeah. Uh, because now they're three and seven. Uh, Jacksonville is seven and three. So to, to get to nine and eight, if I'm counting right, they, they've got, the, they got eight games left, right? And they got to go seven and one to get to nine and they got eight. Am I seven right games left, Coach. Seven. Uh, seven games left. Yeah. They they got to go six and one. Yep. They got to go six and one to get to nine and eight. Well, for Jacksonville to get to ten and seven, they got to go what? Uh, three and five. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, it, it's near, it, it's near a washout. It's near impossible to do this. So I think he's thinking, how can we finish this season strong? The other thing I think they make a mistake on, John, I think the trade deadline's too early. I agree. I would back that up a little bit because think right now the different teams that need different things from injury mm-hmm. and teams that might be ready to trade to move on and get ready for the next year and things they, and, and draft choices they might get, whatever. I think they need to back that up a little bit myself. I think it's too early in the year. Uh, but if I'm Mike, he's got four out of the next five at home. He's got five of the last seven at home. He goes to he goes to the Dolphins. He goes to the Texans. That's it. He's got two two road games left. I can't tell you what a win means to a team, especially when you've lost a, a quite a few. So if they just go out there and beat the Panthers, which they should, mm-hmm. if they go beat the Panthers, immediate you're going to get more of a positive within your locker room. Immediately, as a coach, I can't tell you what one win can do and. And uh, so that's what I think he's thinking. All right, let's get this one. Then we've still got a bunch of home games here to go. And let's see if we can't get on a roll to get a little positive as this, as this year ends here. Hmm. He knows how frustrated his locker room is, John. And he, he loves those kids. He thinks they're working hard. I've read all these quotes. And he just he wants to let them feel good. He wants to help them feel good. Right. And so I don't think there's any drop-off whatsoever. I think they're doing everything in their power to get this one, which they hope then gives them a little confidence to get going. Coach, uh, when you look at the college football playoff rankings, Florida State bumped out, and they, and they lose their quarterback last weekend who was having a great year. I'm a bit of a Florida State fan. I just feel terrible for them, you know, not – you know, it's, I think it's going to take a lot for them to get back in at this point. I don't know why, but I was watching that game when that happened. So was I, Coach. I don't know why in the world I'm watching that game because it's North Alabama for God's sake. Right. But I'm, I've got it. I've got it sitting on Florida State. Yeah. Watching that game, and uh, when that happened, I about threw up. Yep. I don't know the young man. I don't have a connection to Florida State. Uh, but just just what that did to the kid and what that did to that program, John, isn't that amazing yeah. that one play Man. can devastate a program that's worked this long since Norvell's been there to get back to where they are mm-hmm. and play, going to Florida with a great chance to win the last one and going to play Louisville, who they felt good about playing. I mean, it's sitting there for them. And now, in my personal opinion, no way. Yeah, I just you cannot replace. And th- that young man was a lot of the reasons offensively they were winning. And uh, they got good players around him, but he was making the plays, and mm-hmm. you could tell he was b- bona fide leader of the team. And they turned to him when they need to see a play made. I just think it's way too much to overcome, and it it's it is so sad, it really is. Well, coach. We are thankful to have you joining us every week for A Coach's View. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving with you and your family, and we'll talk to you next time, all right? John, it's an honor. It's neat to get to know you a little bit, and you have a a great Thanksgiving, too. Well, I'm actually looking forward where we can meet face-to-face and maybe break bread and talk a little ball. How's that sound? Man, would that be – I look forward to that. I really do. (laughs) All right, Coach. Take care. Thanks, John. See you. There you go. Watson Brown, The Coach's View, presented by Jody Jones Dentistry. Uh, if you want to give us a call, we're wide open until the top of the hour, 615-844-5600. Henry Rothenberg from News Channel 5 Weather is going to join us at the top of the hour for Picking with the Pickers. 
presented by Tim Leaper Roofing. We'll make our picks and we'll talk more fun. Stay with us, everybody.